searching for a parenting podcast you'll actually want to listen to, one that covers everything from how to deal with picky eating, how to grieve a pregnancy loss, and how to not hate your partner after having kids, well, your new favorite podcast, After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings, is here. Hosted by two BFFs, this is a no-shame parenting podcast. Listen to and follow After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings on the free Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. When does it start? This is the pre-entertainment. It's important to set a tone for the audience. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. Everybody knows about the tragedy of a child soldier in Africa. But what we don't know is that the real tragedy is how underfunded and undertrained they are. Many are not very effective killers at all and are, in fact, more child than soldier. We want to change this so that they can be fighting well into puberty. That's why we want you to join our program and adopt a child soldier. You will have a chance to support them through their childhood and pay for their training, equipment, and even ammunition. And now, I gotta say, I'm I'm really feline, you guys. Really? Ooh, I like that mirror. Our feature <laughs> presentation. Wow. Poof. Poof. Hey, did that. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Beans. It's Monday morning. It's the 6th of August. What's up, you guys? You know. <sighs> <laughs> Golly, out of steam early. I mean, just a little sleepy. How about you? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was a uh, it was a long weekend, right? Yes. Yeah. A lot of heat, but fun. And a fun. lot of heat huh? brought the heat, right, Kevin? <laughs> 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 but we'll be uh, talking about that. I um, <clears throat> I spent a lot of time awake overnight, as you may have seen from my email. That's the worst. Um. I may need some some help. So here, so here's what happened: is I got woken up at around four, a little after four a.m. Uh, my time, so two o'clock on the west coast, and um, it was a smoke smoke detector chirping. A- and there's not a person in the world who hasn't experienced this, and they always seem to go off in the middle of the night for some reason, at least in my experience. So I uh, I try to ignore it first of all, which right. is what you do, because I don't know why. You know it's not going to, but in your mind you're thinking. Well, it'll stop. <laughs> or I'll somehow ignore it. Yeah. And I won't hear it. Right. I don't know why our minds work that way. Because it's not going to stop. Because you don't want to get up is why. What? You don't want to get up. Right. And you know it's you're supposed to be sleeping. And once it starts, it keeps going, I assume, forever. So I ignored it as long as I could. And then I thought, all right, I'm just going to be a man. And I'm going to get up. And I, I know I have batteries. So I'm just going to go. And I'm going to find the smoke detector. And then I'm going to change the battery. And by the way... Another fun aspect to this is it's sometimes very difficult to find which smoke detector it is. Yep. We've all been there. You you go into one room and you stand next to one and you hear it and it sounds like it's close. Then you go to the next one. It's not there either. And you go to another room. It's not there either. And eventually you find the one. So I took it down off the wall and I had a battery and I swapped it out and I put it back on and I just sat there being very pleased with myself. Sure. Mm. Starts chirping again. Oh, oh so I you thought, went well, for the shotgun? No, oh. not yet. So then I thought, well, 
Maybe I um, maybe I put the battery in uh, backwards. Maybe I didn't pay a- attention, uh, you know, where the positive and the negative is going to go. Oh, so I like, see. So it doesn't think it has any power, backup exactly, power. Exactly, right. Okay. So I took it back down off the wall, pried open the battery compartment, flipped the battery, put it back in, feeling very happy with myself. <laughs> <laughs> Still doing it. So what did I? What, what was I doing wrong? I mean, I didn't. I do exactly what it wanted me to do, which was to change the battery, right? I mean, I think so. Yes, if that's, it was the I mean, right that's, one. That's all I could do, and it was the right nine volt battery, a new battery. That's all I could do. Is I figure I don't. I don't understand what happened. Right. So I did what you always do in these situations, which not shotgun yet, which is you YouTube it, right? Okay. Sure. Because you because there's a, a there's a how to video for everything in the world on YouTube. Usually from a kid six to eight years old. That's way yes. smarter than you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, slow down, dude. Somebody <laughs> who's built his own laptop with, right. with materials he found in the street. Right. And then somehow have to he knows forward more. About- when he's explaining all of his different social medias, you can also follow me here at this. And be like, <laughs> come on, kid, get to the Beat video. It, get to it. Beat it, kid. <laughs> So the first step that's in the video is that you have to turn the power off to the smoke detector. Turn the power off? That's what it said. That was the first step in the first YouTube video that looked like it was fairly reliable. And I thought, I'm not going outside at 4 o'clock in the morning in the dark and go out to, you know, where the breakers are on the side of the house and start figuring out. I know. I've never done that. Somebody's messing with you. Yes. Check this out, you guys. I said that you got to turn the power off. Step two, find a goat's hoof. (laughs) (laughs) Ali, Google how to stop smoke detector from chirping. You'll see it's the first step. I don't have to because I've stopped them from chirping. Okay. By changing the goddamn battery. Well, that's what I did. How about that? (laughs) That's what I did. So there's no way I was going to get into all of that nonsense in the middle of the the night. So it's still chirping is my point. And by the way, I went and I thought, well, maybe I don't know how I don't know why I thought this might work, but I guess I was desperate, so I took the the smoke detector down again, took the battery out, and just kind of left it separate from the what's left on the wall. Yeah, you would think that would work, wouldn't you? Just thinking somehow they're they're separated, they're not connected anymore. Maybe that would do it. It's still chirping, chirping yeah. away every uh, like twenty five seconds. Yeah. So I just changed the battery, Ellie. That's all you did. Yeah. Well, that was not. I mean. Sufficient, but if you change case. the battery and it's still is it still chirping now? Yes, move. Yeah, you've got to move. It's your I just got to sell yeah. the house. Yes, yeah. sell it and get out. <laughs> Are you sure the battery is good? Just yes. because you said it's new doesn't mean it's good. Um, that's a great point. I mean, I bought these batteries probably less than six months ago. Doesn't mean they're good. Still can be good. a bad. Would you change out and get another battery and put it in? Well, I mean, the batteries that I have, the 9 volts that I have are in the same package. I only have the one package. So the battery next to it would be this, this, the same you know, make and model as the one I put in. But I guess I could try that. Home Improvements, uh, DJ Omar Khan has joined hey, us. Uh, oh, the, these, oh, these all come with the reset button, Bean. What does that mean? So uh, the smoke alarm, even if you switch out the battery, mm-hmm. uh, you have to hit the reset button for it to acknowledge that you have uh, installed a new and battery. And where's the reset button? There's, it's, there's, there's it's a, a big button right on the top, and I and I tried that, but you, it makes a tremendous amount of noise. Yeah, right? you go, eh, 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 yeah, you yeah it's like the it alarm's going off. Yeah, yeah, you have to hold it down for like three seconds. For oh, it. so don't just hit it. You have to actually... Hold it Stand, down. Hold it down. Yeah. Okay. There's a couple of different variations, but for mine, there's two two separate ones. Uh, one's a reset button, and one uh, one will just uh, um, like kind of like when once you hear the beeping, it'll delay it for a day. So so it'll let you know like okay, you know oh. to switch it out. Oh. You press that button, and you have like a day or two that right? to switch out the batteries. Yeah. Oh, so that means oh, I can wake up at four a.m. tomorrow morning too. Then yeah, if I do it right, right. 
Yes. Good luck with that. Good luck. All right, so I'm going to hold that button down for a few seconds then, and maybe that will tell it, hey, asshole, there's a new battery. You're good. Yep. Okay. All right, I feel like Omar's setting you up, B. <laughs> like but I don't have to turn the fire the... department or something by holding it down. I'm not sure what. Oh, have you ever heard of turn off the power to your to the... To the smoke detector? Have you ever heard of that? Turn off the power? Yes, like, that was outside the and hit a breaker type of situation. Turn the breaker off to the power. <sighs> you know that, that, that it would do that, the same thing as resetting it. Yeah, I think. But, but that yeah, that might work because some of them are hardwired. The battery is just the backup, right? So no matter, oh, yeah, so, yeah, Most so, of the so, time, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. That yeah. is the case here. This is a hardwired, yes, right? Exactly. So that might actually work might as trigger well. Trigger it. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what about moving? That's my my advice. That's best 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 solution possible. It's less work. Yeah. Exactly. I'm sorry to drag my uh, personal trauma onto the air here, but I just I had to I had to deal with it first mm-hmm. thing. And thank you, uh, Home Improvement CJ sure. Overcome. I appreciate it very much. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? You guys are assholes, except for you, Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on the program today, we've got some highlights from Kevin and Bean's built this pool singles party over the weekend, which was good times. I'm just sad that that Muggs isn't still wearing the speedo. Oh, that was pretty sweet. It was a yeah. good look. It, it was, was a, a really good look. Good look. And yeah. a swimmer's cap. Let's swimmer's not forget cap, that. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Muggs did good work. Yeah, he does. This great lifeguard. Um, we also have great news, like we do on Mondays. We want to talk about the worst injury you didn't go to the doctor for. Yeah. You got injured. You got injured maybe pretty badly, and you didn't seek medical help for it, which is pretty much a guy thing, I think. Yeah, mostly. Uh, also on the program today, we have Mike Shinoda. Very excited. About that, we've got uh, Sean Hattesey. Wow, he plays Pope on Animal Kingdom, and he uh, directs this upcoming episode, and that's coming up as well. Wow. So we will take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. Kevin and Bean. Monday morning, time for our first look at Allie's. What's happening? Well, Charlotte Ray, best known as wise and lovable house mother, Mrs. Garrett on The Facts of Life, passed away yesterday at her home in Los Angeles. She was 92. Oh, too Was young. she a big, well, some might say, was she a big part of your childhood as she was mine? Uh, not me, no. Okay. I um, did not know who she was and did not see One Day at a Time or Facts of Life. So I'm not sure I've ever seen her, but apparently there was a, quite the outpouring of, uh, of sadness over her loss. Yeah, not One Day at a Time, though. Oh, what, what show? She was on uh, two big shows. Yeah, Different Strokes. Different Strokes, okay. She was um, the housekeeper, Mrs. Garrett, on that show. She mm-hmm. was this huge breakout star. And then she's the one that proposed the spinoff. And that spinoff then became The Facts of Life, which ran 1979 to 1988. She was replaced, I believe, by Cloris Leachman the last couple years on the okay. show. But So she was on TV for a long time. For a for long time. A lot of people's childhood. She was like all of our grandmas growing up. Hmm. Yeah, she's, by everything I heard this morning, made it sound like she's a very nice lady and a good actress. Very much beloved. And here's uh, strange timing. 200 plus episodes simply wasn't enough for the facts of life. And Leonardo DiCaprio and Jessica Biel's companies are reportedly executive producing a reboot of the 1980s classic. Hmm. Yeah, it's in the very early stages. Hmm. Interesting. Do we need that? For, for TV shows to be rebooted. Yeah, you, you haven't say, heard you of never that. never hear about that. Yeah, it's very, very strange stuff. Well, I am very sad that I was not able to go see Christopher Robin this weekend. And I believe that's <laughs> why it didn't beat Mission Impossible Fallout. Because I didn't go see it. But Mission Impossible Fallout held on to the top spot at the box office with a second weekend total of $35 million. That's bringing its domestic run to a very impressive 10-day total of $124 million. Bong, well, bong. Bong, bong, indeed, right? Mission Impossible. 
Christopher Robin opened up at $25 million. Not bad. In third place was The Spy Who Dumped Me. That opened at just about $12 million. Followed in fourth place by Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Doing pretty decent with a third weekend of $9.1 million. And then rounding out the top five, Equalizer 2. $8.8 million in ticket sales. You guys watch Fargo? Love it. Uh, yes. Chris Rock is going to be starring in season four of Fargo. That's interesting. Chris right? Rock. I know. Wow. Yeah. You don't see him do a lot no. of dramatic acting. You really don't. Here's what the season's uh, being described as. A story of immigration and assimilation and the things we do for money. Season four of Fargo is set in 1950 in Kansas City, Missouri, where two criminal syndicates, one Italian, one African-American, have struck an uneasy peace by raising each other's sons as their own. What? That's a lot. Wow. That's a lot right there. First three seasons were all great. Agreed. Yeah. The series will begin production next year for a targeted air date next year as well. Not bad. And of course, huge news over the weekend. Sir Patrick Stewart. Did mm. you hear about this? Did, yes. He is back in the role of Captain Jean-Luc Picard. It, yeah, kids love it. Adults love it. And a brand new Star Trek series on CBS All Access. The exact plot details are being kept mostly under wraps, though the series is said to tell the next story of the next chapter of Picard's life. That indicates, obviously, it's going to take place after the events of Star Trek The Next Generation, rather than being a prequel or reboot. Hard to be a prequel when you're, I don't know, in your 80s? True. You can't really go back in time at that point. Um, the series does not currently have a premiere date, but the news comes shortly after it was reported that CBS is developing multiple shows set in the Star Trek universe. Others reported to be in development at that time include one set at Starfleet Academy, as well as a limited series based around the Wrath of Khan story. Hmm. All right. I have so, uh, never watched a Star Trek, so all of those <laughs> words mean nothing never to me. Any Star Trek? Not a one. Series or movies? Never. <laughs> yeah. Just playing random stuff? Or? Yep. It sounded okay. a little bit like the Spice Girls. It did. It sounded like the Spice Girls. Um, <laughs> I think it's because most people um, really, really want it. <laughs> right? I'm trying to help. Why that would have gone? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I have many questions about I was not a Next Generation fan. I know uh -huh. there are a lot of people in our audience who that's their favorite Star Trek. Right. And Patrick Stewart is their Starship Captain. Mm -hmm. I wonder if he will still be a Starship Captain in the new series. Or is this going to be after he's retired and he's just like living under a bridge or something? I Probably living under yeah, a bridge. I hope it's... It's not like the big thing they say. Take it to the bridge. Or is that in like Zeppelin songs? Meet me at the bridge. Well, I'll I mean, see is, you on the bridge. I don't know what it is. Is there that a means. bridge in Star Trek? Yes, there is sure. a bridge. Okay. Yes. Could they say meet me on the bridge? I don't. No, I don't think you can live under it. No. <laughs> no. I don't think you'd be in space. Right. <laughs> oh, right. And there's what up there in space, Kevin? Like what do you mean? Gravity or what would? What no, would there's keep no you gravity in space. space. No? What are you talking okay. about? Come on now. Uh, what uh, <laughs> that's very big news. That Patrick Stewart. News. It really is really big news. <laughs> I know we've made it confusing, but it's actually good news. He will be on Fargo. So nope. that is no, nope. nope. That's not no. it. Shoot. No, he'll some, be the facts of life. Really. <laughs> some birthdays for you: M Night Shyamalan, Vera Farmiga, Michelle Yeoh, and oh, Jerry Hallowell. <laughs> Yo, tell me what I want, what I really, really want. 
a lot of uh, developmental lyrics there. She is a huge Star Trek fan. Is she? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Fargo. And Fargo. Oh. A little bit Facts of Life, but mm. didn't really make it over there. Gotcha. In England, across the pond. That's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean. Rock Caracul. Let's do Jank Tank, shall we? Welcome to the Jank Tank, where these janky investors will either help you fund your janky project or tell you to f*** right off. DJ Omar Khan, a handsome and debonair real estate mogul, and also CEO at DJ Omar Khan Productions, where he produces high-end events. What? And he's a really good DJ, so you should book him for your next event at DJOmarKhan.com. What's happening? They're talking you up. Kevin Ryder, the self-proclaimed king of Las Vegas, where he plays poker and does pretty well, but then hits the crazy horse and donates all his winnings. So who should you turn to to fund your loan? Bean Baxter, the wolf on Wall Street, who's invested a bunch of money in Twitter stuff but has actually lost money on the deal. <sighs> I am not a winner. And Ali McKay, who doesn't know how to balance a checkbook. Suck it. Those are your janks. <laughs> now let's get into the jank tank. Very excited to see what kind of products you have for us this time around, Omar. I do. I have three excellent products, and uh, I'll tell you something about them briefly, and you guys just let me know if uh, you guys are in or you guys are out. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. These are real products that are currently in development and are soliciting for funds online, right? Absolutely. These all come from Kickstarter. The first one up is we have the Spira One Water Gun. The Spira One water gun. Okay. On a hot summer's day, what's more fun than a water fight? Let's be honest. There are no more good water guns around anymore. Squirting pathetic water stream and after minutes of pumping, that's getting old. Water guns should not be <laughs> like that in 2018. Let's hear a little bit of audio from the Kickstarter campaign. What it does, it shoots individual bullets of water. They're completely harmless, but they fly really fast and really far, and you can hit someone precisely from the distance. Once you run dry and you have zero shots left, you just dip the Spyro 1 into water and it refills and repressurizes itself. No more screwing, no more pumping, you know, nothing of that oh. old stuff. It's really cool. <laughs> no more, no more screwing, no more I pumping. I like all of that stuff. Yeah. 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 Why are you taking that away? So this is a water gun that literally shoots little bullets of water that travel super fast and they could reach up to 40 feet. Holy crap! Yeah. And let me let me tell you something else about this uh, this photo you provided, Omar. Mm-hmm. Is that it looks like a Star Trek phaser? It's a very cool futuristic looking device that yeah. looks like it'd be super easy to use and super fun to use. Absolutely. This has uh, 30 days to go on Kickstarter. It has already funded about three hundred thousand dollars of their sixty thousand dollar goal. Wow! Wait, yes. People love this. People love this. Are you guys in or are you guys out? Look, it's very difficult to get a new toy going to mm-hmm. get something that's popular enough to make money. But I feel like water guns are forever. I feel like there's no little kid, no teenager who doesn't love a water fight. I think I'm in. Yeah, I think it's pretty awesome. I agreed. After being in Vegas on Saturday and playing in Hollywood at the pool. Yeah. Would have loved one of these guys. Right? Oh, I think we need to get one. Everybody like, out. imagine we do a Kevin's Annoyance with, with this right? one. It'd be great. And for that reason, I'm in. All right. Allie? Um... I mean, it eliminates the pumping and, and <laughs> screwing, screwing. Yeah. and I think that's something you need. Oh, and yeah. I think too many things are trying to take away pumping and screwing. Right. Okay. And for that reason, I'm out. Okay. Oh, you're out. I see oh, your wow. points. Uh, up next is the story ball. No more heads buried in screens. Have your child take a break from tablets, phones, and TVs and get them active in the world of play, learning, imagination, and fun. Did you say the story ball? Yes. Okay. It's a story ball. Checking. With the story ball as their companion, they're 
Adventures are endless. Now, just please imagine when you're listening to this Kickstarter campaign that this is a ball with a speaker inside. Let's hear a little bit of the ad. Kids today have screen time instead of play time. They interact with devices instead of friends. That's why we developed Storyball, a screen-free smart toy with sensors and advanced motion algorithms that's made to make our kids active while having fun. Like a computer game, but instead of sitting in front of a screen and pressing buttons, you play games which require you to perform the actions yourself. Using the Storyball speaker, the character guides the child through the game. We must beware of the motion detectors. Start walking quietly and a little ball talking. And if he moves too fast, roll the alarm. You must have triggered it. One thing left to do is run, run, run. So the run. kid... Runs right into your traffic. <laughs> no, 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 I don't think so. So there, there's like, um, like movements, like jumping rope, mm -hmm. like you have mm -hmm. to jump through fences or mm -hmm. chop with an axe. Right. And there's games that you have to play with other kids. So this really gets your kid interactive. And for me, this hits home because mm -hmm. my kids, you know, from time to time, they'll beg for my phone. Right. And I'm like, F off, kid. You're not getting my phone. Beat it, kid. So I am totally in on this product. How about yeah. you guys? I feel like it's keeping kids active, keeping their mind going. You're problem solving. There's coordination involved. Mm -hmm. And anytime balls can tell a story. Right. <laughs> for that, I'm in. Oh, cool. Yeah. I like the idea of kids playing with an axe. So for that yeah. reason, I'm in. <laughs> um, I, I think I'm out on this because if the kids are outside playing, then I have to see them or interact with them. That I is possible. They, I yeah. prefer they just stay in their house on their iPad. So for that reason, I'm out. <sighs> okay. All right. This next product is my favorite pod product because I love beer. This is called Sonic Beer. Sonic Beer is an electronic device that improves the flavor and aroma and uh, the mouthfeel of the beer what? using How does it do that? ultrasonic technology. We'll find out here in this Kickstarter campaign. Beer, the sacred liquid element. As we drink a beer, the foam disappears, and with it, the aroma and flavor. Foam is the beer's natural defensive layer that protects it from oxidation and retains volatile. It's true. That's why, for all those beer lovers who value the smell details, we present the revolutionary new experience device. Sonic Beer. Using the latest technology, Sonic Beer generates ultrasonic waves that stimulate the carbonated volatile components inside your beer. You can now experience a better tasting beer with a creamy foam and complex sensations. Yeah, have you guys ever been at a at a bar and they pour you a beer and halfway through the beer, the beer t starts tasting different? Like the um, there's no more carbonation in yeah. it. Or I'm not sure. You know what I mean? It loses some of its sure. Right. Yeah. When you have this product there, you have the same quality of drink from start to finish. And I I'm telling you guys that I would not have believed this product mm -hmm. until I tried something like this. This is for real. What? So you are wow. going to bring a. a Mechanical device That's to my a question. bar and yeah. set it down. Absolutely, wow. I bring I bring a special cup. <laughs> there's a special There's a special glass, a beer glass nope. that, that um, actually has a laser laser inscription uh, mm -mm. at the bottom of nope. it. So okay. when you pour a specific beer on it, it um, oxidizes the beer properly mm -hmm. and it makes it taste better all the way through. That's the dumbest so. thing I've ever heard. Really? Yeah. Here, yes. Here's the thing. Um, <laughs> go to a bar, drink a beer, stop being a bitch. For that reason, <laughs> I'm out. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> Bean. 
I have to agree with the lady. I think this is a solution to a problem that doesn't exist. We've been fine drinking beer the way it is for a thousand years. I'm out. Oh, man. I guess You're it's... not going to carry like an electronic donut to the Listen. bar and put your beer <laughs> in it. I bring what my own glass. Hell? Yes, I am. I'm a little bitch, man. You're what do you want from me? You're <laughs> never going to get laden. For that reason, right. I'm out. All right. Thanks. <laughs> K-Rock, L-A-N-O-C's Alternative Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops. Getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm just saying mugs makes every party better. Agreed. That's all I'm Thank saying. You. Agreed. Mugs, if, if, you're, if you're having a party, let's start renting mugs out to people's parties, <laughs> yes. right? Good idea. A little That's a side business. hustle. Right. We don't have to give him anything, but we make money. Well, yeah, I make mugs, we, right? We're the pimps. Mm, just a bit. <laughs> If you're having a party, you want to invite Muggs because Muggs brings it, man. All weekend long, Muggs was so Muggsy. And the yeah. Kevin built this pool singles party in Las Vegas. And thank you again to the uh, to the Planet Hollywood, by the way, for having us. They were fantastic. As was all as was all the listeners. It was yeah, crazy. Great listeners. It was really a fun group. I had forgotten how much fun that can be. And they were, I don't even, I don't even remember anyone being a dick. Everybody seemed nice really? to me. Yeah. How was uh, Bernadette? We were worried that she was a little bit of a sad sack when we gave her tickets last week. Uh, she was fine. Good. She, she had a breakdown, one breakdown, but she was fine. Other than that, <laughs> all things considered, pretty good. <laughs> was there some Was there some weeping at the party? Perhaps a tiny bit, but that's it. Oh, oh no. That's all. <laughs> and also thanks to the Happy Time Murders for sponsoring this, by the way. Yeah, huge. Now, Muggs started out the bus trip. I did. On the mic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and but and that's me, where you want mugs. Let me just tell you that. And let me preface this by saying, before I even got on the bus, I was handed two shots of tequila, right at eight thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. right. just to get go to zero to sixty in less than thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. Right. So here's mugs on the microphone on the buses. What's up, party people? Welcome to the party bus on the way to Vegas for the Kevin Bean Singles party. How's everybody doing today? <laughs> Want to thank all you guys for uh, joining us today. I'll be your tour guide beer mug. Uh, I know a little bit of uh, Las Vegas history, so feel free to ask any questions <laughs> that you might have about the wonderful facts of Sin City. By the way, what a terrible, <laughs> terrible bus ride. <laughs> you know what I have? I have trivia about the city. Questions? People are interested, Kevin. They wanted to know. Nope. Aren't you in the parking lot in Culver City as you're making this announcement? Yeah, we hadn't even left yet. So uh, so how how useful is that information, your fun facts about Las Vegas that's five hours away? Oh, just prepping everybody. Ah, you're prepping mm-hmm. everybody. Couple rules on the bus. Oh, rules. Number one, no taking <laughs> If you really got to go, then you got to go. But it's uh, Eddie, our bus driver, would prefer if you hold your number two. That's right. No caca. Uh, number two, speaking of which, we are here to have a good time. And when you said number two, speaking of which, you yes. were making a reference to the pun? Yes. Okay. All right. Oh. Start getting social. We're a lot of drink. We're a lot of smoke. Just no shooting heroin, all right? Mugs <laughs> <laughs> is now just Nailed getting courtesy it. laughs at this point. Why are you raining on everybody's parade, man? We're here to have a good time. What are you, the man? On our way to Las Vegas. You guys ready? That's right. Let's do this. How's number three? You're on the way to Las Vegas. How's that a rule? <laughs> I ran out of things to you say. You were given three rules. You only got two. <laughs> I ran out. And number th- your number three rule is we're on the way to Vegas. <laughs> That's not even a rule. It's not even a rule. <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now. All right, you guys. So uh, 
What I learned from the last singles party party bus to Vegas uh, was the more f***ed up you get, the quicker you get there. And, and by the time we get to Barstow, after we head back out, you won't even remember that second part of the trip. You're going to just be like, you're going to be in Barstow and then you're going to be in Las Vegas like a second later. Who said stop talking? <laughs> Everyone, <laughs> everyone in their head. <laughs> Who's this? Uh, stop talking. <laughs> Why would you even say that out loud if you heard it? I don't know. What's wrong with you? All right, you guys, let's give it up for our bus driver, Eddie. Yeah, Eddie. 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 The only sober mother in here. Or is he? No, he's, he's sober. He's sober. Oh, uh, look at Muggs. Really okay. playing, playing the crowd. I have a uh, I have a question, and I'm, I'm terrified what the answer is going to be. Muggs, you didn't feel like he needed to be on the mic the whole way, did oh, you? Oh, can God, I answer no. that? Can I answer that? Can I answer that? Of course he did. No, Muggs. We don't have it all because we don't have that much tape. But no, there isn't that much tape in the world. But you go on and you say hello. Nope. And that's it. Then you sit down and let people get on with their day, right? I just wanted to warm them up a little bit for for a couple. Have we left the parking lot yet? In this we, tape, we might be just getting on the freeway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, uh, we're not into uh, Covina yet, and I'm already pretty drunk, and I have bacon neck because I'm so sweaty. Okay, now, here's the funny thing about Muggs is you can tell so, so well when he's getting drunk. And right. he's, Absolutely. He's going to start slowing down a uh -huh. great amount in his speech. So, uh, I'm glad we're going to a pool party. Are you guys excited? Yeah! Hold up your beers if you're drinking! By the way, just in general, and we used to say this about our former producer, Lightning, as well. The are you excited guy, mm -hmm. I have no time for it. Agreed. The guy who insists that you prove every mile how excited you are by right. screaming, mm -hmm. I don't need. Uh, same. I agree with that because it does seem to be annoying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, give yourselves a hand, guy. I'm also out. Yeah, you need I, I don't need him yeah. either. <laughs> I'm out on him as well. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. I'm so drunk right now that I keep messing up my Instagram videos. Alright, so we're gonna do it again. La ladies, I, I don't want to break up the party because I know you guys are having a good time, but real quick, I need your help. Okay, now what were you, what were you asking them for their help for? I wanted to do a little quick Instagram story on the see. bus to show everybody that was, you know, having a good time. And sure. you had made three, four mistakes before this yes, point? Yes, and people were tuning out as well they should have been. So these two girls are talking, talking or talking to you guys, whatever, they're ignoring you. Yeah. And you butt in yes. to them and you say, help me do an Instagram live video. Precisely. Okay. Oh, man. And this is the last, this is the last I'll require anybody. Then the real party starts. All right, here we go. Uh, three, two, one. Hey guys, I did. <laughs> yes, yes, very That's worth their time. Wow. Yep, very worth their time to stop partying and having a conversation so that you could ruin it again. Yeah. How was uh, Muggs Friday night when you guys got to Las Vegas? Did he have a chance to sober up before the little meet and greet? Well, not so much, being because you know drinking from eight thirty till about. When the happy hour started, which was five, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got on stage. Uh, Allie and Kevin were on their way down, so I just, you know, wanted to welcome everybody to the happy yes. hour again. So he's back on the mic. So I'm back <laughs> on the mic, introducing DJ Jeremiah Red, the Happy Time Murders, and um, instead of saying uh, 
Planet Hollywood, which was the hotel that was, mm-hmm. you know, sponsoring this, uh-huh. I said, give it up for the Palms, everybody. No, Thank you, you didn't. Yeah. yeah. No, on the mic. Yeah, yeah, on the mic. And as I was saying. Planet Hollywood did everything. Yeah, I know. Oh. And I, as I was saying it, uh, there was a an employee happened to be walking by as the word Palms left my mouth, looked at me. It was dead silent and goes, Planet Hollywood. <laughs> 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 That's I, the wrong guy to have the microphone right there. Oh, yeah, it, look, I, I confused the the, the 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 casinos and the hotels that start with P. Sure, sure. So, right, but you were standing in a Planet Hollywood, look, and if you looked around, it said Planet Hollywood everywhere. Correct. I was at the pool. I, I was also S face to the umph. Doesn't degree. matter. Stay off the mic then. I, but I I had to do something. No, I, somebody. Have Dave say it. Dave can't. Dave can't say it. Well, what did you say it? You think the wrong freaking club, the wrong. That's an insanity. At least but you that, only did it once. I think I did it twice. But then <laughs> I, you sure did. The, but uh, I, I, I rescued it. Well, did you I, rescue it? Well, I saved it. I saved it. That's good news. That's such good news. The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K Rock. It's a Monday morning here on the Kevin and Bean Show. That means it's time for great news. When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time for great news today. Great news! It's easy to find bad news. Plenty of bad news all over the radio and TV online. We bring you the great news on Monday mornings here on K-Rock. And we start in Minneapolis, Minnesota with Shane Drossard. He is a homeless man living under a bridge. You're not going to believe what happened to him this weekend. Living on the streets, Shane Drossard doesn't have much in life, but his compassion is golden. It was about 2 a.m. and was woken up by a huge splash, like something really hard hitting the water. In utter blackness, he scurried to the riverbank under the Washington Avenue Bridge, where he heard a female's faint voice struggling against the current. So he's living wow. under a bridge in Minnesota, and he hears a, a, a big noise of something hitting the water. And it turns out it's a 35-year-old woman who had jumped off the bridge above them trying to commit suicide. Oh, my God. She survived the fall, and then Shane tried to save her. I'm screaming, I'm coming, coming, help's coming. Shane lowered himself over a wall. The woman grabbed hold, and she gave up. He had no choice but to go in, too. She says, finally, I'm going to let go. I don't want to, you know, be here anymore anyway. In the dark, cold waters, he kept reassuring the woman she's beautiful with a full life ahead. How does he, um, how does he know either of those things at this point, by the way? I mean, I'm not trying to take away from Shane's story. I feel like you are. But <laughs> it's, it's what you say to somebody who's lost hope. Right, but at 2 a.m., there, there's reason to have hope. Does she look beautiful at 2 a.m., first of all, in the water, try to kill herself? And What's wrong how, with you? Wow. And how does, how does he know she has a Why good life ahead Why don't you of her? want him to encourage her? <laughs> I do. I'm just, I just feel like honesty is the best policy. No. That's not cool. then. No. Not then. Okay. Not at that moment. You could be right. I'm trying to hold on to her against the current, and she's trying to, to give up. In what seemed like an eternity, help finally arrived. Both pulled from the river, battered but alive. Asked from where he drew his courage, Shane humbly says, I don't know. I heard her voice and I just wanted, you know, I just wanted to save. I wanted to do something good for somebody. And he certainly did. He literally saved a woman's life. I mean, 
what are the chances that she picks that bridge that time in the middle of the night to jump? And there's a guy, I mean, you you would look at this as a guardian angel, right? I would think so, yeah. There's somebody it's down crazy. there who is just in an unlikely place at that time to save her life. And by all accounts, uh, she is fine, by the way, and is getting help. And he, and this was the, the last thing I'll tell you about this, they, uh, he was offered a place for the night. A shelter for the night. The firefighters who came, you know, with the with the emergency personnel said, "Let us take you and put you in a shelter for the night." And he's like, "Nope, I'm just going to stay right here where I mm-hmm. live under the bridge." But he seems like a very, very sweet man, and that really that story is especially for that woman. Great news! Great. It was great, on, dude. Huh? It was on. Great news. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I just don't know what to do. Um. A record-breaking fundraiser started by Dave and Charlotte Wilner to help families separate at the border continues exceeding all expectations. While President Trump has signed the executive order to halt his policy of breaking up families, the Wilners say their charity will help a nonprofit to return children to their families. It doesn't automatically happen. They're still separated, a lot of them. Hundreds of them. This is a reminder of the power that, that we all have when we stand together, said Dave. Uh, change in policy doesn't automatically reunite these innocent children with their families. Uh, the money raised by the Wilders will help, and this is not the best title for a, a group, but Refugees and Immigrant Center for Education and Legal Services. Sad. Races, R-A-I-C-E-S. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, really? <laughs> really? Yep. <laughs> they provide lawyers to immigrants as well as reunite families. These families will need legal representation, counseling, and other crucial services that they will be able to provide, especially with the funds that the Wilners have raised for them. Uh, they felt that they had to act when they saw that picture of that little two-year-old girl that was looking up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, sh- the mom just pictured her own kid. And so they said, we want to raise $1,500 to help this charity. It soon became clear this was no ordinary fundraiser. At one point, people were donating between two and four thousand dollars a minute. Wow! They thought they were going to raise fifteen hundred dollars total. Um, on June twentieth, the day Trump signed the executive order, the fundraiser earned ten thousand dollars every four hours. Average donation thirty eight bucks. Don't try and do the math, I Allie. Just did. Don't do it. <laughs> Uh, the fundraiser earned $5 million, and Facebook updated their platform so that they could keep raising money. Mm-hmm. And to date, they have raised $16 million. <gasps> wow. That's amazing. And average person that's sending in money is 38 bucks. Wow. And so I don't want to necessarily highlight them. I want to highlight all of the people that sent in this $16 million. Yeah. 38 bucks at a time. That's amazing. And that's my great news. All right. My great news is about a woman named Thera Gwynn Yaramillo. She is from Atlanta. She's been struggling emotionally, physically, financially. Her husband died of brain cancer in 2014. But most recently, she took a financial hit of almost four grand in one month. She had to get a new water heater. Basically, one of those when it rains, it pours. Everything just keeps adding up. She was low on cash and responsible for a variety of rescue animals and her disabled brother. She said, I was too embarrassed to say out loud I was having financial difficulty, but it was a solid problem. I was making rice for me and the dogs to eat. I was losing sleep, crying daily. I rationed gas in my car. And that's when a friend of hers stepped in and gave her a $250 gift card to Whole Foods. So she heads down to Whole Foods and she's thinking, I'm going to get some real dog food for my pups. Maybe a pizza with an exotic topping for me. Really splurged. She's going to go crazy. (laughs) Yeah. So she's got her food in the line and she realizes, oh no, 
the guy in front of her has some of her food and he's paying for it. And she said, oh, sir, I'm so sorry. No, that's my stuff. And he goes, I might as well pay for it. And she goes, no, 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 that that's mine, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, no, we're good here. He then keeps paying for all of her stuff and she's adding it up and she realized, oh my God, it's even more than the 250 that I had. So not only is he paying for it, he's now saving her that complete embarrassment of when you go over what you thought you could spend. Right. And so it's adding up, adding up. And at this point, she starts crying. And she asks for the man's name, and he says, my name's Chris. She hugs him. They're making small talk. And she's like, who are you? You're an angel. And he's like, no, I'm just some guy. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about what I'm doing here. Wound up being $375 that he paid for. And she does alley math. Yes. So, exactly. <laughs> so, she in her head is thinking, I'm talking to an angel. Should I tell him that you're an angel and kind of share her story and how much this actually means to her? And he keeps saying, no, it's no big deal. No worries. So, he leaves after he paid for everything and they're bagging up her groceries. And after he left, the cashier revealed to her, if he's an angel, he's a pretty well-known one. Because uh, that's the rapper Ludacris that just yeah! paid... For all your stuff. And she said he was just doing something kind for a disheveled, harried stranger, showing the love in his soul and shining a light in the world. She had no way of knowing who he was, and he had no way of knowing her personal hardships. And it was just two people coming together. And That's amazing. It's just a beautiful, beautiful thing, right? Agreed. Right? I mean, the takeaway is, is if, you're, if you're supermarket shopping, check out after Ludacris. That's exactly I don't think the that's, take. No? I don't think that's the takeaway. Well, that's, it worked for this lady. Right? That's my... Uh, Great news. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Dave, the King of Mexico, tell us what happened to your eye and your follow-up visit to the doctor. I got poked in the eye really bad. It was bleeding all over the place. Mm -hmm. I couldn't see. Right. I had no vision for about 20 minutes. Uh-huh. Uh, I think part of my eyelid is still in the basketball court where I got poked. Right. What did uh, the doctor say? Uh, he said, you should come visit me. And I said, no. But when you got to the emergency room, what was the diagnosis there when they saw you bleeding from the face? I would not know since I did not go. So your eye was bleeding. Yes. And had no vision. And you said, all good. Well, after about 20 minutes when it started coming back, I was like, oh, good. Thank God. Whew. I'm good. <laughs> there are certain things that, to me, are okay to ignore. There are yeah. other things that seem like they're pretty important. Maybe your eyeball is yeah. one of them that's relatively important. Vision you know is, is key. It does seem Vision like is key. I mean, you only get one shot at it, so. But you have two well, eyes, have though. Two so eyes. You can do it twice. You get two shots. Well, technically. I'm going to listen. You can go channel one, channel two, but you want to be in, you know. Focus for both eyes. Right, I don't know sure. where I was going with that. But <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say stereo, but it doesn't quite work. Did you consider going to the doctor? I did when everyone was you looking did. at okay. me going, oh, my God. But then, you know, once I cleaned it out and gave it a couple of wipes and, and then I started getting my vision back, I thought, nah, I'm good. Did you go back in the game? I did not do that. Well, you sit but, over there. I mean, listen, if, if it makes you guys feel any better, it's, I'm still in pain from it. So, uh, well, yeah. If it yeah. makes us feel better. Yeah. Make us feel better. Yeah. So, like, I told you so or whatever. I but, mean, uh, um, 
By the way, we, we talked about this on uh, Friday, and we said, that I bet a lot of our listeners have done this too, injured themselves seriously and refused to go to the doctor for whatever reason. And that's why we bring this back up today. Um, you can give us a call if you've got a story like this at 1-800-520-1067. You got hurt bad enough to go to the doctor, but you didn't go to the doctor. What was the injury and why? And that's my question for you too, Dave. Yeah. Was this an insurance thing? Was this a, I don't want to waste the time thing? Was this... I'm worried that it'll cost too much. What, what was going through your All mind? of the above. I yeah, assume. once my vision came back, I was like, look, I don't want to deal with the ER. I don't want to deal with insurance. I don't want to deal with any of this. So, Does it have anything to do with the next day we were leaving for Vegas? Not at all. No, Great okay. question, it, was two day, it was two days later. Okay. It was, this happened on Wednesday and we were leaving on Friday. No, because I, if it was really bad enough, I would want to get it fixed. Okay. And, you know, How bad does it have to be? <laughs> Probably like eyes shut, you know, or, okay. or eyeball falling out. Eyeball falling out. Or I can't see, you know. I saw a story on the news last night about a woman in, I want to say, I want to say Boston Alley. She got her leg caught between the subway and the, uh, and the, the, the platform. Oh my God. And, uh, stuck. And they were able to flag down the, the subway driver so that he didn't pull out. And the passengers were trying to rock the train back and forth to get her leg out. And somebody's like, call an ambulance. Call an ambulance. She's like, stop. I can't afford an ambulance. I don't want to go to the doctor. They oh do charge gosh. you for the ambulance. They that's charge true. you yeah. for the ambulance. Yeah, that's true. And, and I, I bet I wouldn't be willing. I wouldn't be surprised at all if that is a lot of the reason why some people won't go is because they go. I just. I mean, that could cost a couple of thousand dollars. Absolutely. This is going to surprise you because I'm an idiot. <laughs> but I was in college and had a few. And was running upstairs. Mm-hmm. It was freezing cold. I was running upstairs and I had my hands in my pockets. Oh, no. And I tripped running oh, no. upstairs. Oh, no. And I tried to get my hands out, but I couldn't. And my face hit first. I am visualizing first. this. And oh. my nose was completely crooked. So <laughs> I went up to my room and I thought, I don't know. I think I've seen this on movies Uh-oh. or oh, TV shows. God. I, you could just put it right back into place. No, you did. I did. I, so I'll, I'll, re, re, I'll uh, tell you again, perhaps a drink or two. Okay. And, so and, standing in front of a mirror, uh-huh. grabbed it, and I went, this is going to hurt like a mother. Boom! Oh, my oh. gosh. Cracked it pretty much pretty much straight. It used uh-huh. to be like really curved. Now there's just a little curve in it. So you reset your Boom. nose bone. Done. All good. And it looks fine. Nose works fine. Looks fine. Looks good. Right? Yeah. And then you bought mittens the next day? <laughs> I didn't. No? <laughs> I didn't because I took care of business. Oh I don't gosh. know. Stupid. That's wow. pretty impressive, by Is the it? Way. Is it impressive or stupid? It's impressive. Okay. It's impressive because it worked out. What about... Um, Look, I don't have any real life experiences, so I refer to Roadhouse. Didn't uh, Patrick Swayze get knifed or something, and he like stitched himself up? Pain don't hurt. That's what I've heard. Because pain yeah. don't hurt, right? Yeah. You always sure. see right. that in movies too, sure. where people stitch themselves up rather than going to the doctor. I separated my shoulder playing basketball <sighs> by by throwing long long distance, yeah. and separating your shoulder is not something that you can't go to the um, hospital for. But I didn't uh-huh. the first day, and then I was up all night, and then the next day I was like, okay, this needs I need to go because yeah. you didn't do like lethal weapon where you just slam your shoulder into a No, a that's tree not separated. That's dislocated. Oh. Separated. Oh, separated way different. <laughs> no, you can't just pop it back in. <laughs> yeah. At some point, it's, it's not hurting enough that you gotta go. Right. All right, so we're taking your calls on the injuries that you sustained and you refused medical care even though you should have gone. 1-800-520-1067. Why don't we start with, uh, why don't we start with Alex, line one, please, Los Angeles. Hey, Alex. Hey, what's up? Uh, 
Hello? Yes, we're here, and we're looking for a story that you got injured and didn't get help for, even though you should have. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, so the story was when I was uh, one year um, out of high school, we decided to, uh, you know, drink with my friends and stuff. So I went to my old elementary, and uh, we climbed the rooftop of that, and, you know, we had um, drinks up there. So on the way down, um, you know, with the the pipes that bring the water from the roof down to the drain or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was grabbing onto that, and I don't know where it snapped, and I fell to the ground from the rooftop all the way to the ground. Mm. He was ready to fall. And what did you thing, uh, yeah, land on? I opened, up, <laughs> I opened up my right eye, and the thing is that I couldn't go to the doctor to do anything because I had snuck out of my mom's house. So, yeah, I really couldn't. So you went back in your go. mom's house and said, huh, I don't know what happened to my eye. I was just sleeping. and Yeah, exactly. I, that, well, I didn't really tell her anything. I just... Patched, you know, put a, a a rope over my, um, not even a rope, a, a shirt rope. over my head, and then I just, yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's all I did. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no worries. You don't have to apologize to us, Alex. Are you sure you didn't get a head injury? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> no, I was just, I was really deep the cut, but I, you, you know, should I still thought check. of it like as a, like a, I mean, is it too late to check now for a head injury? <laughs> Yeah, All right, actually, Alex, yeah, thank so. you for the call, sir. We appreciate it. <laughs> 1-800-520-1067. Eric, you hang on. Sean, William, hi. Interesting. All dudes so far. We'll take that? your calls when we return on K-Rock. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Let's take one call. Let's make it Sean. Good morning, Sean. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Thank you. We're talking about you got an injury that was bad enough to go get medical help, but you didn't go. This one's good. I was um, showing somebody how to use a Hawaiian sling. I don't know if you know what a what Hawaiian sling is. It's I don't. Kind of like a spear gun. Okay. Yep. It's a oh. fiberglass pole with a three-prong prong, spear on the end, basically. Right. Um, and do you use you know, it to catch fish and stuff? You do, absolutely. Okay. It's, like, it's like a spear gun, but you just load it up manually with your hand. It's, it doesn't have a trigger. Gotcha. Um, and I'm showing a customer how to use it like I have a million times. Uh, I'm selling it at the time at a sporting goods store. <laughs> I let it go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and I'm the general manager of the store. I've ran these stores for years. I'm showing a customer how to use it like I have a million Look, times. Look, it's really simple. I load it up. <laughs> super simple. It's super simple to use. I load it up too much. It snaps back. It's coming at my face at, you know, who knows how fast. So my reaction is, of course, to, to try to get out of the way, which I do somewhat. But uh-huh. It catches me right on the outside of my uh forehead, you know, temple area, and just splits me wide open. Oh, oh. man. You spear yeah, gunned and, yourself. Uh, did you make the sale? Pretty much. <laughs> well, it's the blunt. <laughs> it's the bl- yes, of course I did. It's the blunt end, not the, not the spear. But it was still probably needed three to five stitches, maybe. Uh-huh. Um, and I just grabbed a towel and just put it on my head. And then uh, when they left, I'm like, I'll just Google how to close a wound with super glue, mm-hmm. and uh, sure enough, worked works fine. No scar, nothing. Um, oh, look at that! Look at you. Super glue is but, the uh, answer instead of stitches. Seriously embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did the right thing, Sean. Kevin and Bean, you guys suck. Both you guys suck. L A and O C's alternative rock, K Rock. Uh, we're talking about people who injure themselves bad enough that they should probably get some medical attention, and then they don't. Let me get a a ruling on this, because this happened to me a couple of weeks ago. I started getting a very weird, tingly feeling in my lower left leg. Okay. And it felt like, now this this just could be me just uh, imagining the worst case scenario like I do, but it felt like it might be a blood clot, because it was just just tingling, tingling, and shooting out pain. Right. And uh, 
Donna really wanted me to go to the doctor. She said, look, it may not be anything, but you don't fool around with blood clots because those right. are the types of things that can get into your heart or something like that, and they can kill you. Right. I didn't want to go to the doctor, though. Well, nobody wants to. So I didn't go. So I just I took some aspirin, understanding that that is a blood thinner. Uh-huh. And after an hour or so, it started to feel better, and I ended up not going. So maybe that's all it was. But was that a was that a bad call not going? Yes. You I mean, go to the doctor every time you feel a pain. Right, but uh, you also didn't know whether it was a blood clot or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it could be, maybe that's something you get checked out. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah. Too. <laughs> How about that? All right, let's go to One, shall we? He's on line seven, calling us from Lakewood here this morning on the Kevin and Beach. Our producer Dave should have gone to the doctor last week when he practically took an eye out. He didn't. That's what got us on the topic. One, what happened to you? Yeah. All right, so good morning, guys. Good morning. Um, uh, long story short, I was at a wedding party, and uh, big wedding party, and we're dancing, you know, having a good time and grabbing beers and beer out the cooler. By the time I was about 15 beers in, um, I had been opening the beers with a pocket knife that I carry, mm-hmm. and um, for some reason when I was dancing, you know, people were walking up to me, handing me their beers. I guess no one could find beer opener, bottle opener, or whatever, but um, I, as I was opening, you know, using the backside of my knife the whole time, I, uh, that one last beer that I opened, mm. obviously, uh, was using the wrong side. So when I used my finger as a wedge to uh, basically pop the, the lid off, mm-hmm. I uh, sliced the finger down to the bone. Oh, and, man, that uh, hurts. To the bone are the words you just said. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was pretty naughty. So I kept dancing and uh, about... <laughs> So I kept dancing. That was pretty gnarly. So I kept dancing. Why didn't you immediately go to an emergency room? That was like 15 beers in. All right. um, Like I said, I was in a tuxedo, and and like 10 seconds later, I get all these looks on me, and I'm covered in blood in my white shirt, the white tuxedo shirt. And I'm like, the hell's going on? And they're like, bro, what the hell's wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. I look down, and sure enough, I mean, my fingers just wording out. Okay. One, one, one. One, if you see your bone in your hand, why don't you go to an emergency room? <laughs> so I had my sister basically, uh, I asked, I'm like, does anybody have, you know, some needle and thread? And sure enough, she's put my finger in a headlock and like started going at it and started going through with a thick needle. And yeah, that, that wasn't good. So, uh. I don't know anything about Mexican weddings, but who brings a needle to a wedding? Uh, you never know. <laughs> he had a knife. <laughs> Your whole family is armed. I was out of somebody's house. so. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. All right. Oh, I got you. We're like, oh, no. Um, Tanya writes in, when I was younger, my sister accidentally stepped on my finger and it broke, but I didn't say anything because when you're Mexican, if you get hurt, your mother will hurt you for being stupid. What? (laughs) So now I have a disfigured pinky, Tanya says. I love that. All right. What do you want? You want a shot in the head with a BB gun? What do you want here? You want a bad car accident? Dislocated shoulder? We got a lot lot to choose from here, Kevin. Let's do uh, Johnny from Los Angeles. Hi, Johnny. Hey, what's up? You got injured. You should have gone to the get to get some help, but you didn't. I uh, yeah yeah I, I probably should have. What happened? Um, when I was I was like 16 years old, and just I was actually out with some friends. When you're 16, you don't have cars or money. I'm just walking around like looking for girls in trouble and blah blah blah. I find a girl that I'm hitting on, and I say, Hey, you want to come over? Because I was you know renting a room, and I thought I was all cool. Anyway, so she says, yeah, and we're walking to my house, 
And then a car actually pulls alongside of us and starts yelling the girl's name. And she's like, ignore him, ignore him. And he drives away. So we get back to my house. We go upstairs. Everything seems to be going well. Then I hear pounding on the door. I go downstairs, open my front door, and this guy is standing there sort of shaking and pointing a gun at me. Oh, my God. Shoots me in the hip, on my right hip. Now someone's gotten shot. Okay. It spun me like a top. I couldn't believe it. I, I literally spun and fell down. The guy ran away. All my friends show up, and I'm laying on the ground going, oh, my God, I got shot. And and they're like, it went through. You're okay. And they grab toilet paper and are just blotting it with toilet paper, which just keeps, you know, filling with blood. Sure. So they, they finally get a nice piece of toilet paper on there and duct tape it in place. Duct tape works for everything. So are yeah. you saying that you had an entry and an exit wound? The bullet went through you? Correct. Did you go back to the bedroom and finish things up? Uh, no, actually, I, I didn't. I went. Get off our phone. <laughs> Beat it, kid. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. LANOC's Alternative Rock. K-R-O-Q. Stryker wasn't lying when he said he was going to join us in Las Vegas for the Kevin and Bean Build This Pool singles no, party. It was yeah. awesome to see him. He's the best. Did he win big money? Yes. He won. He did pretty well. How about that? How about you, Kevin? I did really well. Really? Even though I was sitting at Allie's blackjack table, and she did everything wrong. But. (laughs) Everything. But. But also won a lot. Yes. It made no sense. No sense was made. You guys win it all sorts of money. The dealer was telling her to hold. She would hit on a 16 against a 6, and you go, no, 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 don't hit. And she would, I would say no, the dealer would say no, and she would take a hit and get a four and win. It was insane. Thank she you. couldn't lose. Thank you. It was insane. It's fantastic. Very annoying. <laughs> More from uh, Las Vegas from the singles party coming up right after the top of the hour. And then our friend, actor and director, Sean Hattesey, will be joining us in studio talking about the episode that he's behind the camera for of Animal Kingdom that airs tomorrow night on TNT. First, though, Allie, on this Monday morning, what's happening? So remember a couple weeks ago, we were talking about the Brady Bunch house, how it was for sale. Yes. And it's just yeah. the, the used for the facade of, of the Brady Bunch show. So it's not, you know, two stories, that type of thing. It's not the in inside of the Brady Bunch house. It's just the one that you know from the outside. Right, got it. So, you, <laughs> so, you're so it's saying, not right, the you're actual s- inside okay. house. You're like, okay, I remember that. You walk okay. up the stairs and then, so is it the out- you know, outside? the den and then they made it into Greg's like cool room when he was Johnny Bravo. Right, but that's And not, then they did an attic but it's for not Greg that too. Point. It is not that. Okay. Does Tiger just, still live there? Do you get the dog if you buy the house? Oh, Tiger is not with us. Oh, no. What yeah. happened? I mean, what do you he, think happened? He'd be 50. I mean, what happened? <laughs> Why did you kill the Brady Bunch's dog, Allie? Brady Bunch was on in the 19, what, 60s, 70s? You do get all of For the God's meat sake. that Sam left Alice. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> And be be on the lookout for footballs in the backyard, too, while you're at it. Oh, All right, man. so what's going on with the Brady Bunch There's house? a vase that's got a crack in it because Mom always said never play Paul in the house. Right? <laughs> are there any engineering plans you can take with you on your vacation to Hawaii? There are. There's also a spider, so be... Be concerned, but there's also a little taboo that you can wear. And this Brady Bunch, everyone. Okay. Anywho. The house was for sale. Uh-huh. And then Lance Bass bought it. 
So Lance Bass from NSYNC had the winning bid. Mm-hmm. So he was so excited. He had friends over partying, everything, blah, blah, blah. And then he posted this on Sunday. Due to unforeseen circumstances, the same agent that had informed him that he had the highest bid and that the house was his informed us that there's another corporate buyer, a Hollywood studio, who wants the house at any cost. We were prepared to go even higher, but totally discouraged. (coughs) I feel like you got some of that. I, uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I get really choked up telling the story. (laughs) Um, They were discouraged by the seller's agent saying, don't worry about it. You've got it, blah, blah, blah. So they didn't go any higher. Mm -hmm. He said, how is this fair or legal? How can I compete with a billion-dollar corporate entity? I truly believed I was used to drive up the price of the home, knowing very well that they intended on making this offer anyway. So he feels like by putting his name out there, mm-hmm. that then they got even more money on top of that. I don't know how real estate works at all, but once you're told you have the house, I would think, yeah, isn't that done and I over? Would think so. I don't know. That's weird. So he didn't get it. He didn't get it. <laughs> Sad bassoon indeed. And he added these hashtags, crush dream, shady AF, hashtag shady Brady. And I agree. But then ended with, to make me happier, you can all register and vote November 6th. Which, still doing good work out there, Lance Bass. Sure. But what an absolute bummer, right? What was Lance Bass planning to do with the Brady Bunch? <laughs> That's a great question. How's He's anyone going to live out? <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're losing Allie, you guys. Yeah, right Take a drink of something. <laughs> My eyes are tearing up. Uh, I don't Talk know. Some more. <clears throat> I don't know what he wanted to do with it. Because, okay. um, again, I don't know if I had mentioned it's not the inside of the Brady house. Oh. Oh, so it was only the it's exterior? The oh, you didn't mention that for 10 minutes. <laughs> this has been fun. Yeah. So, that's sad. Some birthdays for you. (laughs) (laughs) What happened? Not positive. Michelle Yeoh, M. Night Shyamalan, Vera Farmiga, and Jerry Halliwell. We all know her as Ginger Spice from the Spice Girls. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Thanks again to all of the listeners who came with us to Las Vegas this past weekend for the Kevin and Bean Built This Pool Singles Party. What a great group. What a great group of people. What a great group. And we, you know, we we don't like to give ourselves too much credit for the the selection process that we do through the air. Mm -hmm. But we've got a pretty good track record. I mean... I think that was pretty lucky. <laughs> Could have been. been. <laughs> Could have been. Pretty lucky. Did, did you see any hookups? Um, I saw a couple that got kicked out of the swimming pool for hooking up in the swimming pool. Okay. Wow. All right. And Well, that's just unsanitary. <laughs> right. I mean, how far do you have to go to get kicked out of a pool? And, just like smooching and stuff? Oh, no. 
What? No, no. There was some was, stuff going on yeah. be- below the water. Wasn't he below the water? I would say. Okay. <laughs> what? All right. And the lifeguard saw and said, "Hey, why don't you stop doing that in public?" Oh dear. Uh-huh. Okay. And they kept going. And All the right. lifeguard said, "Hey, about that thing that you're doing." Did I about, said no? How about you do less of that now? <laughs> okay. And they kept going. <laughs> Look, got nope. thrown out of the pool. Don't no. put a pool in Las Vegas right? if you don't expect people to have sex. In it. Exactly. Oh, gross. I think that's, that's fair. Reasonable, right? That is totally fair. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, that happened. Okay. All right. So, the Planet Hollywood Casino was uh, amazing and phenomenal uh, host. Thank you to them. Thank you to the Happy Time Murders, too, for sponsoring. The movie comes out on August 24th. You definitely want to see that. It looks hilarious. I would and- like to. Oh, go ahead. And I was just going to say, and thank you to Beerbug for being the greatest right uh, performer in the history of broadcasting again this weekend. Just before we get to cheers with Beerbug, though, I would like to follow up on the conversation that we were just having with Allie. Mm-hmm. And that is that when she was drunk, mm-hmm. um, the dealer would say, hey, you're not, you shouldn't probably. And she would do the opposite of what everybody was telling her, and she right. would win. And also, and this is odd, Bean. Amazing math skills. Yeah. What? Yeah. When I'm uh, when I'm drunk, not only am I great at math, fluent Spanish. <laughs> so None of this yeah. makes sense. Pete, yeah. I would watch. I would count as the dealer was turning over cards to mm-hmm. oh fifteen, great. Oh, 18. Mm-hmm. and she was doing it a little quicker than me, and I was a little <laughs> upset by that. Whoa. <laughs> she was weird nailing it. She's yeah. like, oh, that's sense. nineteen. Yeah. I'm like, what? I counted twenty. I recounted. She's right. And then I'd randomly just get up from the table for a second, walk five feet over to the uh, roulette table, mm-hmm. and just put everything down on red. Come back, and I'm like, three hundred bucks. She doubled it. Keep and come going. back and sit. <laughs> it was bizarre. <laughs> Why do you not live in Las Vegas? Seriously, it's hot there. It is hot there. Yeah, it's hot here as well, though. So, but it's then true. Mugs, uh, Mugs did take the microphone on the bus for a little time with cheers with Mugs. Beer Mug, he wants to go where everybody knows his name. Yeah. Asking questions with no shame. What do you, what do you? <laughs> He's already drunk as a skunk, but people are glad he came. Oh. Beer Mug wants to go where everyone knows his name. Oh, 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 wow. Yeah, that's a good question to start with. That's a great <laughs> question. So Muggs uh, took the microphone on the bus mm-hmm. for the singles party and decided to do some hard-hitting interviews. Muggs? Yeah, I wanted to see what the vibe was going in to the party. I wanted to see what everybody thought their chances were going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, wanted to see uh, how what they looked for in a, uh, in a female or a male. And maybe some uh, some sexy time positions that uh, were a little precarious for them in the past. Mm. All right. So we're on our way to Vegas for the uh, singles party. Built this pool, Kevin and Bean. And uh, I said that all out of order, but it's okay. Uh, doing a cheers with beer mug right now, and I'm here with... Sabrina. Sabrina, what, if you don't mind me asking, has been the the most awkward sex position you've been in, good or bad? Oh, my God. I guess in the car, like in a small car, in a smart car. <laughs> that is... I was expecting you to say like Volkswagen Beetle, but you really took an extreme with smart car. Yeah. What's the number one quality you look for in a man? A good job. Now, is that like what's considered a good job for you? Hundred thousand. Hundred thousand? I guess I, I, I'm way out of your league. For a lot of reasons. Not in a good way either. What is the most important quality you look for in a female or a man? Oh, well, the most important quality for me would be that, you know, that she's, uh, you know, nice, funny, 
possibly good looking, you know, uh, these things. And I don't know why you're interviewing me. You got these beautiful girls behind me right here. I don't know why you're not interviewing these. Good boy, Kevin. I'll see you later. <laughs> Get out of here. Karina, what is the most important quality you look for in a man? Honesty, loyalty, and a smile. And does he have to be good in the sack? Oh, absolutely. That leads me to my next question, Karina. What's the craziest sex position, good or bad, you've been in? I don't know the name. <laughs> it's called the supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Exactly. Mind-blowing. <laughs> Violetta? Yes. That's a very beautiful name, Violetta. What is the most important quality you look for in a man? Uh, he has a good sense of humor. Life shouldn't be taken too seriously. And does he have to be good in the sack as well? Of course. You have to have that sexual chemistry. What's the craziest sexual chemistry, a.k.a. sexual position you've been in, good or bad? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Nothing like the wobbly H. I might have, but... I won't get into it. I, I can't get into what a wobbly H is. Uh, maybe I did, but I don't remember. <laughs> What's the most important quality you look for in your females? Butts. She has to have an ass. I'm not really big on the, the breasts, but she got to have something that I can work with, you know? What about uh, brains? Uh, nah. <laughs> hmm. Honest. I mean, he's honest, sure. Yeah. Sure. That was the party bus. That was, that was part of the party bus, yeah. <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Right? 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 What do we have to choose? Tomorrow night, episode 10 or episode 11? Where are we this season, Sean? Episode 11. Sean Dude, had a check in the studio. And, and how many are there? There's 13. Yeah, mm. it's uh, it's getting intense now, my friend. <laughs> it it feels is getting like, intense. It feels like that time where something crazy is going to happen. Yes, it does. You have directed before? No, this is my first time. Whoa. Is it, this something you've been itching to do since you've been on the show? It is something I've been wanting to do for... As long as I can remember my whole career. Every really? single show you're on, you tell them I would love to do it. If I just show up and I start giving notes, you know? <laughs> Maybe that's not the way to go. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's taken so long. <laughs> Sean, I have asked uh, this question in the past, but I'm curious to hear what you say. It's a, it's a lot of work being an actor on a show, particularly on a show like this. You're, you're busy and you've got a lot to think about and a lot to do already with your job. Why do you want to take on so much more responsibility and now have to be, you now have to be in charge of everybody else, not just you? That's a great question. Um, you know, with, with Pope and, and, you know, once you're on a, a series regular on a show, particularly a show like this... Um, you kind of fall into step with the character after three seasons pretty easily. So I hear what you're saying. I feel like there's a lot of Pope in you. That's exactly what Scott Speedman used to say. He said he would say stuff like, you know, Sean, you're just weird. And you're just you've been been really good at pretending to be normal in all your other roles. Right. There you go. And now it's you. And now we see the real you. Yeah. Like you're not doing any great character work pal this is you're, you're you're weird but i would say this too is that i've seen the episode that that you direct and you're in it i think more than an average episode i am it's, in it a lot and it's you know, much more i thought about this a lot and back in the olden days um you know they didn't have monitors or playback they just the director just sort of hung out got as close to the scene as he could you know he watched it and mm -hmm. 
they would finish, he, and then he would look at the camera guy and say, was that was unfocused? And, and then the camera guy would say, I think so. And, and then they would say, check the gate, and then they would wait until, you know, they saw the dailies. So um, being an actor in the scene as much as, as I was, uh, I had a, you know, a pretty good view of what was going on. Yeah. Right, but you don't know what it looks like from everybody else's vantage point or whatever. You have a unique view of where you're at in that episode. Totally. And it, it presented some challenges, but you get around it by... You know, I had a friend of mine who was a, who's an actor, um, worked with me on the episode. So he, George Clooney? It was George Clooney. No, it's my friend Rocky, actually. And he, I would put him in for rehearsals. He would be Pope, and then I would hang out with the, the, the camera department and the DP. We would sort of line up shots that way. So that's how you get around something. So that's how you get around oh, that's it. that's what DP means. Yes, director. Of Very different than the one you're used to, okay. Allie. Yes. Oh. Uh, Sean had us here from a TV's Animal Kingdom on TNT Tuesday nights at 9. Oh, how about this, though? Now these people that have been your colleagues and your equals now you're the boss now you get to tell them what to do was that a difficult hat for you to put on no that was awesome i love that part um <laughs> if, I were, if i were asking them what would yeah. they say I everybody else loved that part my, my biggest regret is you know dennis leary was in episode 10 and he exits and by episode 11 i had some notes for him but he's not on the show anymore <laughs> oh how much maybe, do you hate his character maybe stop stabbing him by the pool <laughs> But I, I really know. didn't have some, that. I had some ideas about how he should act. You know, how was Ellen Barkin at taking direction? Ellen was great. Yeah, she was wonderful. Um, she has a, a lot to do in this episode. Oh, and uh, she is was as passionate as ever. Um, what about as... that guy Pope? Was he difficult? <laughs> well, some as a director, some actors just don't need direction. Oh, <laughs> oh dear! Whoa. Oh dear! <laughs> well played, sir. As somebody on the show, um, when you hear Ellen Barkin as Smurf call her son's baby, does your hair stand up on end like mine does as a viewer? How can she make that word so freaking creepy every and episode? She, and she calls everybody that. Every, baby. Oh. Oh. You have, oh. like, in the editing process, because I mean, she'll throw a baby in, yeah. you know, if she has five sentences, you're going to get at least three babies. Yes. So I, as a director, I got to select where to put the baby. Oh I had a, a, a huge list of choices for it. She is something. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. She is so crazy. It's pretty she crazy. Is. We love her for it. Yeah. I'm, sure. so, I'm so surprised. I mean, this is why you're a professional and this is what you do for a living, Sean. But I'm so surprised to hear you say how easily you get into Pope. Because when I am watching you as Pope on Animal Kingdom, you're just coiled rage. It, it looks like the type of thing, you make it look easy, but it looks like the type of thing that would be so difficult to get out of your regular life and turn into that dude with so much internal drama. Yeah. Um, you know, the one thing I can say that saves me, because you're right, it is it probably, I'm making it sound a little easier than it is, but they don't, you know, Pope isn't the most verbose dude. No, he doesn't right. talk a lot. So. The the day to day like memorization that kind of stuff it doesn't it doesn't take a lot of effort in terms of that so it's it's really just sort of being there and and looking creepy and, and, and sort of, you know I think one of the a good signs of a a good actor is their ability to listen you know and and I think. <laughs> Pope does that well, and he can tell he a lot of stories just with his facial expression. His character arc has been really amazing in that he took over the raising of Lena, the little girl, um, and that seems to be Pope's world, you know, until she's taken away. But I'm saying until then, it really, it really gave your character a whole different dimension. Yeah, I think <clears throat> he's so desperate to be normal, and Lena 
is is the only character that that views him without judgment and that there's a lot of value in that for pope so um there is that that normalization that he gets with that relationship and then he sort of steps up in a paternal way which he he ends up being pretty good at, pretty good at. Yeah. Yeah. you know he's, he's not who i would choose to be my babysitter i'll tell you that <laughs> he's not but i mean out of out of all the other options Agreed. well gonna... that's a good point yeah too. So, he's up making breakfast you're driving to school at the right time i know, would trust pope more than Darren, for sure, right, right. So this is great for him. And what's fun about our show is it always seems like it's going in one direction. Now, of course, Smurf is out of jail, and she's just she's gonna, causing some havoc. She's going to cause him to sort of be infected again. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, and Lena's taken away, so now you're sort of turning back into the original. I just got out of jail, Pope, and I might kill someone. Yes, yeah, so this is good for fans of the show who have been <laughs> yes. like, "Where is the psychopath?" Because I think. <laughs> He's coming back. <laughs> Episode 11 of uh, Animal Kingdom on TNT tomorrow night at 9. Don't miss it. Sean Hattesey behind the camera is directing. We, um, we have to take a break, Sean. When we come back, we want to talk about the event in Oceanside last week. Because Kevin is telling us he did great as a moderator. I didn't say that. He said he nailed it. I'm sure there's another side to that story. Let's find out from Sean when we return on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. Sean Hattesey is here. He plays Pope on Animal Kingdom. He's also the director for tomorrow night's episode, which I've seen and is awesome. If you like this show, to me, it's mm-hmm. the best episode of the entire series. Okay. Dude. All right. I mean, Dude. seriously. Do you feel sort of the same way? I feel really good about it. Um, you know, we don't, we just the, the, as a director, you don't get to choose. Um, they just come to you, right? And this was one when I was reading it. I was like, "Are you are you are you serious?" Right. This is the one where the giant shark, the Meg, comes out of the water nope. and starts it's swallowing up everything. It's a whole different thing. Different a lot of action in that to direct. I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> get but there are some concrete answers to questions that people who watch Animal Kingdom have wondered for a long time. There's yeah. there's things we, I don't know what we can talk about or not, but. There's revelations. There's there's a. It's very tense. Um, it's heading in a direction, and I feel like at the end of it, the characters are forever changed, mm-hmm. which is what you're looking for as a director. Uh, and uh, it's it, it really is a smooth episode written by Matt Kester. It's called Jackpot. And I nobody think else gets bazzed though, do they? They get. get nobody else gets bazzed. He said. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. All right. Enough. That makes enough. me nervous. <laughs> that makes me nervous. <laughs> what was the uh, What was the event at the Oceanside uh, Film Festival all about, Sean? That was uh, Oceanside is has their annual international film festival. It just it happened to time out that my episode was airing the week after. So they asked if we would come screen it and do a Q and A. I thought about um, moderators, and the first person that came to mind was my buddy Kevin. And uh, he agreed to do it, which was a, a huge, huge thing. For I mean, me. it's perfect for me because Oceanside on a Wednesday night. Very close to home. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> Honestly, I no, I was he, happy to do it. I didn't think he was going to say yes. But they, they said, pick somebody, and that's who I picked. And, and Who was your backup? It had to be somebody uh, that was You that? were the backup, Kevin. Come on. <laughs> Scott Bayo. No, I don't uh, uh, the backup. Who said no but first before you got me? <laughs> you were first, bro. And from what we understand, he had a specific amount of time to talk to you guys on the panel, then do a Q&A with the audience, and he nailed it. He killed it. It was what? perfect. He, it was effortless. He asked great questions. He, there were four of us on the panel, uh-huh. myself, 
Ben, Carolina, and, mm-hmm. and a writer, Danielle, mm-hmm. and um, it went smoothly. I, you know, what I really wanted was an experience for the, the audience, right. you know, sort of an insider animal kingdom experience. I didn't they... care about the audience. I just cared about the episode. <laughs> he did. He handled it perfectly. And they kept asking us, the, the TNT folks were like, "Let's what are we going to plan? What are the questions? And I kept saying, no, let's just treat it like an appearance, and, and we have a good, decent report. I mean, I think a good report, and we let's do. have fun. So. At any point, on, did Ben's you notice... Any limb paralyzed, <laughs> or do you know why they're asking you this? Why? Because I did a after Sons of Anarchy show right. on, on TV, and my left arm for some reason was completely paralyzed. I don't know why. They made fun of me. I went back and looked at. It. I was like, "How did I not move my left arm once?" I felt like maybe it's dead. Maybe I have a dead arm. So that's what she's referring to when she's talking so about. You that. were okay on stage. I was okay. Sure. Yeah. It was great. But it was such a great episode to talk about. And mm-hmm. Carolina, who plays Lucy, is huge in this episode. And Pope is huge in this episode. I mean, it's really great. That's I'm awesome. afraid to say any more than that. But Lucy's <laughs> in on all of this, right? I thought that from the beginning. Her and Smurf, I think they're teaming up. I'm what going you, with it. What exactly are you thinking she's in on? I mean, I'm just curious. Uh, she was in on killing Baz. Right? Okay. Getting all that money. And her and Smurf, Smurf found out that Baz was going to do it. So then she went to Lucy and was like, listen, I'll give you a cut if you're in on it. And then Baz and she's like, honey. Yeah, that's a good. (laughs) That's a good theory. I I thought I said that to Ben when he was in. He's like, oh, that's nice. And I'm like, take your shirt off. He's like, no, I'm doing an interview. That's what I always go to when I'm when he's near me. I'm right? just, and I, if I get confused, I yeah. just say, "Hey Ben, take off your shirt." Right? And then everybody laughs. Here's what I will tell you: is that 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 theory will be answered tomorrow yes. night. Really? You're going to okay. get some answers. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, those are some pretty huge questions that you're asking, right? And they actually get answered. Yeah, they've okay. been sort of hanging there mm-hmm. for yeah. ten episodes, and and now we're going to get to it. Okay. Um, I know we're going to run out of time here, and I know we got sixty seconds coming up, right, Kevin? Yep. Uh, but let me ask you first, Sean. You're done with this uh, season. You've already filmed the. Uh, this is episode eleven tomorrow night. And there's two more after that. So, are you doing anything fun for your hiatus in terms of uh, traveling or anything like that? You have the advantage of having that school te- teacher schedule where you have a little bit of time off if you want it. Right now, I'm just relaxing. I have a new uh, nine month old boy, oh. uh, so getting to spend a little more time with him. Um, you got to get out of that house. I got to get out right? of that house. Somebody, <laughs> somebody hire me and hire me quick. <laughs> I mean, come back when he's two. We've been hanging out for a month. I'm ready to go back out. Oh, no. Sean's looking for some directing jobs. Take got me it. to Vancouver. Where, give me the, someplace. Toronto, whatever. I'll take it. Oh, no. A nine-month-old is a lot of work. It is. An oh, well, a lot at least of that's work. your only kid. No, I have oh, I right. have three boys. Right. Three. Yeah, I have gosh. regrets. You're making some bad choices. <laughs> Those are what Sean needs. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know what? And for people who were who prickle, uh, who, who, huh? prick, prickle less not a term, is it? It is. I'm not sure where you're but, going. Let's see how you use it. Here at, hearing, at hearing Sean say that, the kid's nine months old. He's never going to know whether dad was around or not at this time, right? <gasps> it's true. I mean, that's true. Pain. It's true. I mean, but he's right. He's right. And I got actually when the when the when the little <laughs> dude was born, Finn. Uh, Oh, I you got, came up with his name. Good. I, I, yes. <laughs> Finn. He's the redhead. Uh, he, I got a job, and my wife was like, you can't go do a job. I'm like, he's not even here. He doesn't even have any. Like, I've been through this it's before. Just, Can I just make a guess and say that's the wrong thing to say to your <laughs> wife? Didn't go well. Didn't go well. Um, Did but, you name him after your co-star, Finn Cole? 
Finn Cole, uh, his name definitely helped us find mm-hmm. that name. And, and and I said this to Finn Cole. I said, look, we didn't name him after you, but if you were like a douchebag, mm-hmm. we probably wouldn't have named him. Right. All right. So you would have turned away yeah. from the name had Absolutely. he been a douche. Yes. Okay. Does he ever talk about Peaky Blinders on the set? He does all the time. All the time. Uh, you just derailed this very fine interview, Alec. Yeah, we were right? in a direction. Eh? Way to go. All right. Sean Hattesey, Animal <laughs> Kingdom, tomorrow night, TNT, the episode he directed. It sounds like it's going to be an explosive program. Can't wait to see it. Before we let you go, Sean, thank you for coming in. Kevin has 60 seconds of questions for you. Just first answer, whatever comes to your mind. We're on the timer, so good luck. Thank you. And 60 seconds with Sean Hattesey. What were you like in high school? Awesome. <laughs> Dog kisses on the mouth, yes or no? No. Smurf kisses on the mouth, yes or no? No. Is there a movie you finish watching every single time you come across it? Big chill. What's something everybody would be surprised to find out about you? Uh, I'm a really good tennis player. You're a really good tennis player. What's uh, uh, what's the most embarrassing TV show you enjoy? Saved by the Bell. <laughs> what's the most difficult? Who was the most difficult actor in your cast to direct on tomorrow night's episode of Animal Kingdom? Um, Pope. <laughs> That's the safe one. When you make the Pope face, what's going on in your mind? What are you thinking about? Lunch. <laughs> Have you ever been in a real fight? Yes. And and, and uh, I got my nose broken. And did you win? Uh, yes. I feel like that's a lie. No, it was, a lie. It, was, I, I, it was drunken, and I can't really remember. But... Okay. <laughs> you didn't absolutely have to stop talking. <laughs> he quit. He heard the bell, and he just stopped immediately. Sorry. I mean, that was it. Was it. So just say seconds won, man, right? <laughs> it, was, uh, it was up in the air. I'm not sure. I know my nose got broken, so no, I guess I didn't win. Well, it depends on what happened to the other guy. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. All right, listen. Sean Hattesey has been our guest. Again, Animal Kingdom is on Tuesday nights at 9 on TNT. Tomorrow night is the best episode of the series, and it was directed by Sean. And I can't wait for people to see it. Thank you for coming in, Sean. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. One final interview from the weekend's singles party mm-hmm. at Planet Hollywood. This is Muggs talking to uh, two of the guys. So so you missed the, you missed the Kevin and Bean uh, singles bus back to L.A. So you just happened to just walk, stumble upon a Jeep and buy it. Well, how did this happen? Um, uh, making irrational decisions. Um, <laughs> I got a Jeep. But the, the best thing is about the Jeep. It's going to get us home today, but my boy Kevin actually bought a puppy last night from this homeless shelter dude. Um, instead of making a single donation, we asked if we could just buy the dog. And on the singles party bus, we can't bring animals back home. So some bad decisions were made. <laughs> Wait, so <laughs> the guy a bought a Jeep. Hold on, I'm lost too. A guy bought a Jeep, and then they bought a dog. They went to Las Vegas for a singles party. Yes. And then I'm coming back with a new car and a pet. Yes. Did wow. they find love as well? Missed the bus. I don't know. It doesn't sound like it. <laughs> that is unexpected. Hmm. Missed the bus, bought a Jeep. Okay. Okay. Odd. Hey, uh, right after Allie's What's Happening, we'll give away some more tickets for Bishop Briggs in the HD Radio Sound Space here at K-Rock for this Friday. That is going to be a lot of fun. First, though, our final report of the day. What's going on, Mr. K? So I have an update to a story we were chatting about earlier about how Lance Bass from NSYNC was and now okay. a breaking news bulletin. Was thwarted in his effort to purchase the Brady Bunch house. And we were talking about how he had made the offer. The offer was accepted. Woo! Threw a party that night. So excited. And then it turns out that some... Okay. And now it's a, she's already yeah, most already, of the way into it. Already into it. Um, that a Hollywood studio that um, was prepared to acquire the property at any cost actually 
got the bid. And we were talking, okay. (laughs) We were discussing how it's just the facade of the house. It's not the inside of the house that was the Brady Bunch house. So what was he planning on doing with it anyway? Right. Turns out that he wanted to turn the inside into the closest replica he possibly could from the set of the show. And him and Maureen McCormack from The Brady Bunch, Marsha, were tweeting each other about her coming over for his first dinner party there. Just adding to the complete bummer of it all. So thank you, Eric. Eric Goldman that sent that in. Wait. Yes. Wait. So well, agreed. Was, wait. He was going to buy the, the house that was used as the facade on the television show, right. The Brady Bunch. And then he was going to recreate the TV set of yes. the inside of that house in the house just so he could have a dinner party with Marie I McCormick? don't think just or was so he just going was he going to just... live in it and pretend he was on the Brady Bunch? I mean, why not? That sounds like a dream Or was he going to gonna open it up as a museum it? for people who wanted to see it? Listen, uh, Eric Goldman, if you could write me back answers to all those questions <laughs> huh. that Bean has. All I'm saying, but the interesting thing is it's a, it's a one-story house, so you obviously couldn't create that much of a replica unless there were Right. Stairs like to nowhere, right? Which I guess you could do, sure. But still, are you surprised that Lance Bass has money to buy another house that he isn't already living in? Not even a little bit. No, I assume mm-hmm. those guys are all loaded. Yeah, I mean the Backstreet Boys guys are still working. They're still playing right. you know, residencies in Vegas. But the NSYNC guys, unless you're JT, I don't know where you have money coming in from. I think they did all right. Yeah, I mean, it was in the days when they were selling albums, so they right. made, if they yeah, didn't 20, waste their money. 20 years ago, though. Right, but they probably made $50, 75000000 million, don't you think? Okay. Well, I just, I know that a lot of other people from that era you see on these packaged oldies tours just yeah, trying tour, to hang on to true. whatever they can. And I just feel like Lance Bass hasn't done, I guess he's done some TV. He's probably gotten some money. He's done some hosting, I think. Wasn't he the one who was like going to pay $20 million to the Russians to send him into space? Yes. No, no. That wasn't he was the one who wanted someone else to pay $20 million to oh. send him into space. Okay, that's right. Okay. okay. <laughs> that's very different. My bad. By the way, Backstreet Boys played at our hotel. That's where their residency is, at Planet no. Hollywood. And all of the elevators are Backstreet Boys, and they all open up into the middle of, of poor Kevin. Kevin's face is split Kevin in half. Kevin Richardson, his okay. face and his body just every time the elevator opens. Like, how'd he get that? That sucks, right? Were you able to see the show? No, I really wanted to. Oh, that must have bumped you out. Totally going to go back. And how about though. Monty? Is he still in the Backstreet Boys? Monty? Is hmm. there a Monty? Nope. I, I don't think there's a Monty, but no. I'm not positive. No, there's I'm... A ty- there's a Tyrone? I am Tyrone is still with the group. Neither okay. one. What? Neither one. Neither okay. one. <laughs> don't know for sure. I wish there was a Monty and a Tyrone right? in Backstreet Boys. <laughs> there will be in my boy band. Oh, absolutely. And if you missed in it my earlier. Ukulele front of yep, boy band. I was just going to say, if you missed it earlier, <laughs> this story prompted one of the greatest responses ever from Bean. Vance Joy has announced a new charity program called Ukuleles for Kids. It aims to bring plastic sanitary ukuleles to hospitalized children. And then as part of that initiative... He is going to provide filmed video lessons, which will teach the kids how to play songs just like him and his breakthrough hit, Riptide, his current single, Saturday Fun, Mm -hmm. which prompted Bean to say... Go ahead, I'm going to learn how to play the ukulele, you guys. You've always wanted to, you said, right? I have. We're in. We are so in for this. Bean, you were what? Six foot six? Mm Mm-hmm. 
And a ukulele is the size of a spoon to you, really? Mm, pretty much. No, it's it's bigger than that. It's a, I mean, it's a it's a smallish instrument, though. Mm-hmm. It's smaller than you know, certainly smaller than a traditional guitar or something. But I think I could rock the ukulele, you guys. I think that may be my answer. What makes? Look, I'm all for you rocking the ukulele. <laughs> don't don't dissuade him. <laughs> what makes you think that you could rock a ukulele? <laughs> I don't know. Just L- look, let's say I- that you could. I'm not musically inclined. Uh-huh. Right, okay, I can't so play that's any strike other one. Mm-hmm. All right. Right, it is, but I've never actually really say that. Right? I've never actually really sat down and tried, and I feel like the ukulele strike is, two. is mm-hmm. manageable. That's I feel what like... everybody everybody that sees something that they want to do and uh-huh. somebody's making it look easy, yeah. they go, Oh, that must be easy. They make it look easy because they're talented. Right, exactly. Right. And you had mentioned it seems so much easier than a guitar. Yes. I think you're just thinking of like the st- Drumming aspects of a ukulele. Yes. Yes. Okay. Exactly. I feel like I could do this. Hmm. I think maybe. Um, I think you need to get lessons and okay. videotape. We'll videotape them. them. Okay. Well, I don't know why. I don't see how that's Just part of learning. Part, anything, it's but... part of learning, yeah, so, so that you can, you can go back, back over it. Yeah, right. it's like game tape. Uh huh. And you send it to us. Right. And, we <laughs> and then we can down. go over it and break it down as well to try and help. I feel like your plan is to mock me. And no, no, don't be ridiculous. No. We're trying to support you in yeah. your effort to better yourself. <laughs> I can't can even. You just, can you picture it? Yes. This is me, you guys. I mean, it isn't, but it will be. It could be, though. This could be me in like a week. In a week, mm. yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm pretty sure a week is. is could, so Vance Joy is giving ukuleles to sick kids. That's mm-hmm. the story? Correct, yes. Okay. You don't have to be a sick kid, though, to get one, Bean. You could get one. You could buy you could buy one yourself. I'm going to look yeah. into it. And then get okay. lessons and then a video I'll get camera. Back to you. Right. Okay. But kudos to Vance Joy. Absolutely. Uh, for more information, you can visit vancejoy.com backslash ukuleles for kids. Just good stuff. Altogether good stuff. Can I you like imagine it some of those other kids going, put the ukulele down. It's 3 a.m. You play when the spirit moves you, man. That's how we musicians do it. Bean's going to be on the floor of the hospital playing the ukulele. That's how we musicians do it. God bless you, Bean. You're a delight. Well, six months after its theatrical release and just three months after released on on Blu-ray, Marvel's Black Panther has hit one final milestone at the box office, becoming only the third film ever to gross over 700 million bucks at the domestic box office. That's amazing. It's phenomenal. It's ridiculous. So a Black Panther joins Avatar and Star Wars The Force Awakens in this elite club, the only films ever to gross over 700 million domestically. That's huge. How about that? Kudos. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever indeed. Some birthdays for you. M. Night Shyamalan. Michelle Yeoh, Vera Farmiga, and Ginger Spice, Jerry Halliwell. Remember that weird music video that they were out in the desert wearing space gear? Nope. Okay. <laughs> and that's what's happening. <laughs> and your drive home today, listen to the commercial-free 5 p.m. hour, random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. We have the former leader of Hell's Angels, George Christie, in studio.
Oh, this is the guy Beer Mug's been talking smack about Right? All day. Talking about how he could kick his ass and all that Never stuff. Is that even a real so, motorcycle he rides? Right. Really, really surprised that he would be so mouthy. Didn't yeah. say anything. Whew. Uh, stupid Things You Believed as a Kid. And uh, Mike Shinoda. Also, tomorrow morning on an all-new show. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. What's good? Okay. What's good? N- nothing's good. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. And Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.